This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Oh, if you can't feel it, you better understand it. It's time for the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. Right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, we're at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Bucketorium. As always, I'm Steve in Kurt's house slash studio. We're at... There's Kurt. Hey, thanks for having me. We're at Kurt. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming to the podcast, Steve. We uh, uh, couldn't do it without you. Thank you for unlocking your door for me. In the studio, too, is uh, Ross Bigger. Yep. Welcome One back. of the Mile Time Club. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. And Austin Chandler. Austin. Howdy. How you doing, buddy? Good. Good. Welcome back. Thank you. Super, <laughs> happy, uh, super happy to have you guys on. It's been, a, it's been an incredible week, man. I am having a great time, and as you can tell. Right. Thank you. What's up with you? Not a whole lot, man. Not a, just working and mm-hmm. traveling for work and... Eric's working second shift, so he's not here. That he is. Um, praise to the working man. You go out there and get it, Eric. He will be back. We don't know when, but he's out there uh, doing what we all do. Yeah. Just a different time of day. So that kind of puts us behind a little bit, but it's uh, it's just part of life. Yeah, it's a setback, the working man setback, but it is what it is. So this Great. episode is brought to you by, we'll say, Elite Archery and Respect the Game TV. Oh, beautiful. Some of the Perfect. boys are in the house from Respect the Game. We've had a lot of... The Respect the Game guys on the podcast. Ross, you're a frequent reoccurring guest. Frequent flyer. Frequent flyer. You're building your working class bow hunter points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's really no reward. Uh, Crown Royal. There might be. Of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be eventually. Maybe. But uh, why do you do it? Why do you come back? Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of fun. <laughs> it's fun sitting here talking about uh, all kinds of things, I guess. We we hit on a lot of good points. Let me ask you one question before we really get into the mm-hmm. the meat and taters here. If you were going to go on a brown bear hunt on the ground, you're going to stalk brown bears, would you rather have me or Steve go with you? Oh, boy. I mean, you you got to think, 
that's, your options here. That's close. Steve knows I, a lot about wrestling. That's a exactly. Hard, I was gonna say, boy. That, exactly. You're either gonna get experience or someone who constantly smells like Laffy Taffy. Here's uh, the thing. You want that? You want to wharf? I'm trying to decide which one of you I can outrun. See, the thing is, is like mm. <laughs> that. That's what I was thinking the whole time. It's you know, I would take Steve bear hunting with me, brown bear hunting. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Because like, if you can outrun me, they're like, I'll choke a bear out. No big deal. Right. Is what it is. And then when it's all done, we come back and we celebrate and take trophy picks. And... Yeah, no big deal. Like, <laughs> I, I I won't blame you for trying to outrun me because I get it, but... It's cool. Don't doubt me. Starting off on the right foot here. Yep. What has changed since last time you were a featured guest on our podcast? Oh, stressful week. Uh, I guess I'd say I'm uh, I'm packing... I'm getting ready for a trip. I'm going to go to Cree River Lodge, very north in Saskatchewan with Jason Peterson uh, and the respective game team. I have three other guys I'm going with, so there will be four of us in camp plus Jason and uh, getting, getting loaded up and ready to go. I'd say that you guys are probably hearing this episode while I'm finishing up in bear camp, so hopefully... Within a couple of days after listening to this podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you'll be seeing some <laughs> trophy shots. I hope. Would you like so. to throw out a prediction? Because our buddy Clint Casper, that does our camo collar blog for WorkingCostBoner dot com, he's bear hunting right now, and we asked him to make a prediction on what he was going to do. And I believe he said big color phase brown bear, mm-hmm. black bear. I mean, and uh, he was sending me pictures of them alive of one. But I don't, as of yet, I haven't heard that he's killed one. I think tomorrow or the next day is his last day. At this moment that we're recording, no bear. So okay. what are you saying? You don't have to make a prediction. It's bad karma, though, too. Uh, see where you're confident. See if you're going to go for I'm going to say a... I hope the best for him while he's up there. I, I do not want to. I don't, I don't want to say. I, I know that. Confidence is key. I know time. that it's going to be. We're, I'm going to get to lay eyes on some big bears. Uh, I just need to be able to pull the shot off because right. it is with Jason Peterson. It's going to happen. It's just one of those things. It's up to you to close the uh, deal. Yeah. So I so I got to know as um, as someone who's never bear hunted before. Mm-hmm. Every time you think Canada, you think cold, but it's this time of year. What? How do you pack for that? You know, because as unpredictable as weather can be here in the Midwest, I hear it's even more unpredictable up there like what do you what are you packing Uh, what kind of gear i'm gonna cover i'm gonna cover everything because it could be t-shirt to winter coat Mm -hmm. in no time and pouring down rain probably need your frog togs or your thunder tech or any any of that stuff (laughs) right (laughs) i say that because i have a really awesome suit uh thunder tech you're hoping you get to use it uh What's that? You're hoping you get to use it? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Real tree AP. And uh anyways, it's uh it's it's a pretty good rain suit, but I've also I've watched some episodes in the past of uh Jason <clears throat> hunting bears up there. Um <laughs> off respect the game T V and they uh he was swatting bugs the whole time he was stalking a bear and he stalked him on the ground and walked up and it was one of his biggest that he had shot. <laughs> um but the whole time he was getting ready to draw his bow, he was trying to get swat bugs. No, so it's going to be bad. It's, it's, I'm sure it's going to be, which it's, he was in June, um, and that's where we're at. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure the bugs are going to be heavy. But Do you anyway. have like a like a, a bear goal that you're wanting to beat, maybe from your bear from last year? Or? Yeah, you know, that I'd, I'd, I'd love to be able to <laughs> shoot a bigger bear. Uh, I know he's got bigger bears than the one I shot, um, but... You know, it's just all about it's all about the uh, the trip to go, the experience, and and not just we're going to get to do some fishing too. So, oh, we're there you go, fishing for some big northern pike, which is going to be exciting because I'm actually not much of a fisherman. My youngest brother is, and grandpa and and uncles they they take a trip to Canada mm-hmm. uh, almost every year, and they hunt or hunt they fish, um, which <clears throat> I've never really gotten into, but I think this is going to be exciting so i'm I'm looking forward to it it'd be a really good experience and uh the one thing that i'm nervous about i guess is uh we're hunting these bears on the ground there's no oh okay there's there's no deer stands so or stands 
it's a good thing we just watched before this episode a bunch of bear attack videos. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We did. We, I think we watched three or four pretty and awesome We attacks. threw a leopard attack in there because you never know. Well, it's Canadian wilderness, man. <laughs> Anything right. goes. The northern woods are so mysterious, Ross. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. But there, there's an awesome episode from last year. Um, Larry McCoy's on that hunt, and mm. he, he kills a big one uh, on the ground really close. Nice. He shoots the bear, and it almost plows right through their, their ground blind. It walks like <laughs> two up. yards from the edge of the blind. It's, it almost run right through them. So. You know what would be the wow. scariest thing? If, like, a bear mauled you and, like, you know, he just just kind of scared, starts, like, kind of kind of <laughs> scraping the surface and tears up your passport, but you're unharmed, but then you have to stay in Canada and you can never come back to America. That's the worst. That's, that's like nightmare. On, that's nightmare on Elm Street all day. <laughs> Dude, that's nightmare on uh, Elm avenue i do they have streets in canada i don't know <laughs> oh my gosh you know what's funny That's the scariest thing i could think of when you started saying that i looked over at ross and ross like shakes his head like what is he gonna say and like as you were talking i was thinking like you shot the bear then it charges you and it's like starts to maul you and then you're fighting it and then you know your arrow times it out while it's trying to maul you and then it dies and then you win that's where i thought you were gonna go oh yeah yeah or you actually killed the bear but then he kills you before you get to see him. No, that, that's oh yeah. That Kurt's <laughs> fantasy. He's like, why don't you tell it? Because it, <laughs> it's not really a fantasy. Like he just makes it sound that way. Like if I ever got attacked by like a brown bear, or like uh-huh. you know, I fight it and I die, but then the bear died too. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> Kurt's always like, I want my body to be found next to the bear that killed me, but he's dead. You know what's funny? I watched the show Hell on Wheels, and that well, that kind of <laughs> happened to one of the guys. I'm like, my man. It's, well, I don't really believe that. Like that's. I'd like ridiculous. to go into this trip not really thinking about that. Yeah, so I'm glad that. Oh we yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, that's fresh in your mind. Yeah, right. Yeah. What else are you packing? You know, Kevlar. I'm gonna. I I'm pretty confident. I'm when I, this bear comes in, I'm gonna have at least four arrows knocked at the same time. I'm Atta not boy. missing this thing. Of course, of course. <laughs> I can't wait to see his D loop, and he's got each individual. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll have four D loops. They're all tied into one big long yeah. D loop on the yeah. end. Tied right cool. off to one big one. Of course, of course. You got a really long axle to axle bow just to make that work. That's right. Yep. Victory thirty seven. Victory thirty nine. I'll go with the thirty nine on 39. this one. Yeah. Dude, he's getting the Ross bigger forty eight inch axle to axle bow. It's <laughs> gonna make a signature for you. <laughs> so I, God, it's, it's gonna be a long. It's gonna be. It's a long ways up because it is the North Camp, and uh, how, how I did get it? fortunate enough to get uh, Moline to Minnesota, Minneapolis, I guess, and then Minneapolis airport. to um, Saskatoon, Saskatoon, and then out of Saskatoon, take a charter flight. Okay. So we are. Uh, how long is that? You think? Oh boy! Oh, I did the math the other day. Now I can't think of what it was, but it's it's. Round uh, it's up. like I don't know. It's like well, five. It's like five drive. hours of flying, but it's not. It's not really that bad. Sure, five or six ish. Just kind of a long day running around. Yeah. Well, once you get on that, I'm saying that's the Saskatoon, and then we got to get on charter flight. Oh, and, uh, yeah. It would probably go pretty fast, but from what I've been told, we're going to be dropping off people along the way. So uh, when we take off in that charter flight from Saskatoon to head north, we're going to stop three times, I think, and drop people off with our groceries um that's the only way they can grocery shop you got to get on a plane and go to town wow. hell, hell of a way to live man yeah it's crazy <laughs> it is crazy so if we take a lot of things for granted i mean you know living around where we do it's like yeah i want to eat lettuce today i'll just go to hy V or right you know piggly wiggly depending on where you live yep but uh you know for people living in remote areas if they want le- like a blt like they have to kill a pig Grow a tomato plant, grow a lettuce plant, and grow chickens to get. Ma- I don't know how you make mayo. I'm not even going to try and go into that, but that's just that <laughs> man. That's just, that's just interesting to me. Making mayo, uh, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> so, oh, it, I, I, it really I'm is. Sorry, so. you, know, you, you do. You're right. You're exactly right, man. You, you, we, Ross, I want to thank granted. you for just uh, just. You're, you're very good to oh, see. Play it's, along. It's, it's they hilarious. Don't, they don't eat BLTs in Canada. <laughs> no, what are they? Putin. <laughs> Putin's Putin. <laughs> Um, so how do I mean? What's the plan to hunt black bears from the ground? Because like, you make it sound like it's yeah, we're going to go hunting from the ground. Well, it's not like spot and stock. Right. This is this is set up mm-hmm. uh, on over, bait, or I would say over over some form of bait, whether it be a beaver, oats, or or 
or something something along those lines. It's right. gonna be a beaver or oats or sure. something. Anyways, um that's the plan. They it's basically the exact same concept as uh Austin's hunt that he went on, uh that you I think that was last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um that he talked about that. Fun it's, episode, it's, check that out. It talks about his whole hunt and yep. the kill and the experience and that's right. We so, talked about a whole lot of other pointless stuff on that episode, but it was it was a good time. No, it, we was, don't. it was a good one. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. We, uh, but yeah, it's going to be basically the same thing that he was doing. Only we're going to be on the ground. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of good trees to get in up there. So it's it's a matter of get on the ground, brush yourself in, and make sure that camera's on when you start shooting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like it'll be easier. To, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Easier to judge the size of bears from the ground. Do you wow. think, or they're all going to look big? I mean, well, I guess it's two way to I look just, at I, it. I hope that two I ways. have, I hope that I have enough time to judge before I start shooting. Because when I see a bear ten feet away walking right. by me, if he even looks at me, I'm going to be ready to shoot. I'm yeah, fearing for my life. What's their eyesight like? Do they say compared to like a white tail? Especially if you're in like a dark ground, rough. Mark, it's rough. bad. Yeah, you can't see much. They get so preoccupied on the bait too. I had bears in between 15 and 20 yards on my bait and i would mm-hmm. change my jacket out and mess around with the cameras and stuff and they never even really they never but even they look can, up they can smell yeah they can smell really well i had the ozonics pumping so i never had one look up at me but it uh it's a lot different than whitetail hunting they're not right. they're edgy but i think they're edgy because the other animals coming into the bait they're right. paying more right. attention to which what's again going on, on the ground that makes sense you got to think that's a little bit more dangerous that they can't see what's going on but you know obviously they smell and if you're going to these remote areas it smells different you never know that bear could be really curious that's probably why you see you know a lot of times they're climbing up tree stands and diddling around with things like that if their eyesight ain't good and they see you know they can't see something curious they might get a little more curious and then Mm -hmm. if you get startled they're startled it's all it's over you know no, I mean, all animals, no matter how you break it down, have a natural curiosity. It's just when yeah. an animal gets to be mature, like we were talking mm-hmm. on the last episode, is they're there for business. They're not here to lollygag, you know? It's right. Like a mature buck's in and, and, and he's gone. Right. You're, you're rarely going to see a mature buck. Like, if he catches you moving, it's rare you're going to see him look, do his look thing, and then go back to milling around or come over to maybe see what you were. It's They just don't do that. Right. And if they do, that's not common and that's the mature yeah. bears to the younger bears mm-hmm. you're gonna see the you're gonna see that demeanor yeah well they'll just give you the, they won't even you know make noise or they'll just give you the slip eh, i can here and i can tell you dating back to uh, two years ago on this uh on the same same camp that austin went and killed his bear on um we had a bear come in a really good bear come in and we had just got there just got climbed up in the tree and with all the camera gear it takes a lot of time to get mm-hmm. everything set up so i was in the process of hanging the hanging my bow up and, and getting everything set mm-hmm. gopros and everything and then uh, this bear came in i didn't have the ozonics rolling at the time no form of of scent control at all mm-hmm. um and he walked straight down windows and bolted then we had shortly after that and i still didn't have it up it was only a couple minutes. Another bear came rolling through. Younger bear walked right through the same trail with the same wind and didn't even pay attention. And I thought, wow. That's a show, yeah. He, he, the older ones are the ones that know what's up. So, And then we got that Ozonics up. And then an hour later, uh, the bear ended up killing, came rolling in, went straight down wind, walked right through the same thing, and... Uh, just chilled he was i think he yawned about yeah 15 seconds before my arrow flew well you didn't think maybe he was just bored of life or he's like "Ah, i've always wanted ross to kill me you know he was a fan of that's a sad deal i tell you (laughs) you never know don't look at it like that i tell you (laughs) it's a sad deal we're because i got back there after we uh brought him back to camp and jason's like yeah that's that's gotta be that's 24 25 year old bear uh bear i'm like what he goes yeah I'm no like, way. I'm, Do they I'm like, I'm, I'm literally 26. So this bear lived his entire life to meet me. That's crazy. Is that how long they live? He 40, thought that yeah. sow I shot was close to 20. 
What? Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, I thought bears live like four or five years, and then no, they were just over. Sir. Those well, are, that's whitetails. These, these bears live I, a long time. Yeah, not everything's out to kill them like a whitetail is, you know, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And they don't just get hit by cars out so there in the crazy, middle of the It's North crazy woods. when you're up there and you're watching these cubs rolling around, playing and wrestling, and it, it is really cool to watch them. Uh, because when you're, when you're up there hunting them in the spring... Uh, the sow has her cubs, and, mm-hmm. and the boars are rolling around. Um, these little cubs are rolling around. It's, it, I mean, they're they're babies. To think yeah. to think that they go from that to what I ended up killing, what Austin ended up killing, just and it beef. took them twenty some years to get there. That's a long time. That bear was killed before the iPhone was invented, right? Like that's nuts to think about. Like born, born. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, born, born. Yeah. yeah, born, but that's just such an interesting thing to think about, you know, I I never thought how long bears lived, I just assumed, you know, because you go by how dogs are, smaller a dog is, longer they live, you know, you get Great Danes, living seven years. I was I was so, the same way when I, you, when, when I told you guys 24, 25 years, I mean, that's a long, long time, yeah. I was shocked. Say, so, uh, I just looked it up, black bears can live upward of 30 years in the wild. Jeez. That's incredible. That is amazing. Um, because think about, I mean, I always see like uh, brown bear hunts or grizzly bear hunts on TV. Like, oh, he's probably 25, 26 years old and he's got no teeth and scars. And, yeah. you know, that I don't know why that seems different because for some reason, like a brown bear in Alaska seems so distant and just oh, so yeah. far away in a different animal. But there's so much timber in Canada and the wilderness is so much thicker up north than it is here that, you know, if there's black bears in Illinois, they'd be getting hit by cars. People would be. I mean, I hate to say it, people would be poaching them, maybe not shooting them, and maybe. I mean, I might be wrong, but there's more of a chance for that to happen here in Illinois than there is up there in the thick northern wilderness. So, a 250-pound bear can live 30 years. Do we think that a bipedal primate could live longer? Well, that's a Sasquatch joke. You guys have to laugh at that. That sounds. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that sounds deeper than what I can think about. Well, I'm on. I don't know this source. I don't. It's Black Bear Fact Sheet uh, Defenders dot org. I don't know if this is like a anti hunters page. I should probably look Defenders. I don't know what it, I don't know what Defenders is. I might be way wrong. You know, look at that. Uh, look at that range though. That range map. That's always goofy to me. It's like. The little blip in the yeah, su- the southern blip, states. Yeah, uh, the down near Arkansas and things like they're, that. They're down there. That's goofy, man. What's cool to me is they say, like, North or South Carolina has, like, the, the biggest black bears. When you look at, at really? heavy bears yeah. and, and records, you look at, like, the top 15 biggest black bears ever killed. I bet eight or nine out of the top 15 come from the East Coast or Eastern states. Why is that? I would think they'd get way bigger up north. Because their soil fertility and the crops are better. If they I was going to say the trash like cans that. have better groceries in them. Be. Hey, there you go. Why, why is it they'll bring up that bears out there? Bring up that range map because here's what I'm curious about. If you pull that up and you start looking at where that uh, the area that goes into Canada above the, uh, above the United States, because mm-hmm. there's that. I'm guessing that's the Rocky Mountain Range where that goes There's all Manitoba, the way down to Mexico. Manitoba's in that and there. Is that where it? Manitoba is? It's on the edge. Yeah. Because I was in Manitoba last year and there, I was in southern like Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah. I was in southern Manitoba and they no, said you got to go north for Winnipeg's for bears. Like, uh, Win- Winnipeg's over here. No, it's up a little bit. It's over a little bit. But like up into Canada, why is that range not there? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know if that area is Populated says, with people, or could be. Yeah, cause that's a I, there's huge. No, there's no really big cities. I mean, I can't think of any reason why there wouldn't be black bears there. That looks like that's north of like Montana, Idaho. Who knows how accurate like this map actually is? Right. Right. I, mean, uh, I guess they give an accurate, uh, not accurate. Um, here, uh, the black bears distributed throughout North America, from Canada to Mexico, and at least forty states in the U.S. Um, they historically occupied nearly all the forested regions of North America, but in the U.S., they are now restricted to the forested areas. Less densely occupied by humans, um, so I guess out east there's probably more timber than there is here in the Midwest. I would assume is, is that little blip, that little little dot there in the center states, Midwest. Here, what, what is that? Missouri. It's southern. Yeah, that'd be Arkansas. 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 Which my my aunt and uncle live in Arkansas. And they said they had black bears there. Well, okay, but they, though, maybe though, maybe that little area got populated by bears because. 
they were they were the, somebody went on a bear hunt and thought damn those uh Hell yeah. <laughs> Those three little cubs look awful cute, and they brought them home with them. What you about know? that? There was another little blip kind of around, like, Michigan. Yeah, what it looked there's, like? there's bears in Wisconsin, man. Yeah, there is. You know, it's... It's just... That bears are an interesting, an interesting critter. I didn't know they'd live that long, man. That's weird. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting to think about. It's uh, mating seasons in the summer... Uh, litter size, one to six cubs. Two cubs are most common. Cubs remain with the mother for a year and a half or more, even though they are weaned at six to eight months of age. Females only reproduce every second year or more. Should the young die for some reason, the female may reproduce again after only one year. And I don't know if they're, if black bears are like brown bears to where like the males, I'm assuming not that the males of brown bears seek out to eat cubs, even if they're their own cubs. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. the sow it runs them off or, or fights them. Same way with black same, bears. Same then. way okay. with black Yeah, yeah. But they say we got even... To, I got to see that when we were uh, two years ago up uh-huh. there in that camp. They, the three cubs, they'd run to the tallest branch of the tallest tree and hold tight, and that sow would get down and run the boars off. Because the boar wants to, he'll eat the cubs. It, he'll, yeah, he'll mess them up. So, But he'll actually consume them, is the way I understand. Yeah. Like they're... Really? Yes, and you know yep. I've heard that. Say that boar came in and killed that sow's cubs, and then the boar got chased off by the mama bear. The mama will go back, or whatever cubs are dead, and she'll eat her cubs. That's what I've heard. Wait, 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 hold on. Deal. Uh, hold on. I, I thought that the... if if say your mama bear and another bear comes in and kills your cubs, yeah, and doesn't wait. eat them, you would eat your cubs. Wait, so either way, a dead cub is getting eaten. Yes, is that what I mean? Yes. They must be delicious. I know something. brown. There's something I know, about them. Dude. I know brown bears are like that, but I don't know if all black bears if that's a common I can't, thing or I not. I can't confirm. That's that, weird, man. It is crazy. But it's, why? Why do they get? Oh, is, is it probably bears, because dude. probably because like the mom's like wants to give them a proper burial? And, and that I don't sense, think they but, think that way, man. I, think, I don't. I don't think so either. Somewhere it's designed in their nature to to do that. There's I, I will tell you this to, to put a happy note on whatever the hell we just was talking about. <laughs> bear facts um, is what we're doing. <laughs> dude, bear veal, dude. We're talking about brown bear veal is what we're saying. So, getting to watch these three little cubs as a hunter in the woods, I'm there to kill a big boar. Oh yeah. Right? So, watching this sow with her three cubs and these three cubs running around and playing these three cubs are like little kids when they're wrestling and playing. <laughs> They'll knock each other down, roll around, and sit there and they just—it's funny. They, I mean, they—they're having a good time. Makes you want to have one as like a pet or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, man, I take all three of you home and and feed you every day. But no, <laughs> yeah, I guess what happens in a year and a half? <laughs> yeah, well, twenty. A, it could be 20, a, yeah, yeah. could be a thirty year commitment. Oh, it could that's, be. That's what's fun about Jason's place. You get to see so many animals interact with each other. It's not like you go and sit and you see one or two bears. I mean, yep. you're going right. to see a pile of animals when you go up there. Man, I don't he's know got what a, they are. They magpies, but I was going to talk about these uh, these these crows. I'm sitting there in this tree, and there's like an eagle sized crow flies right through the woods. I scared scared me to death. Anyways, I don't know what they're called huh. exactly. Magpies. I got magpies. I'm probably way a off. Magpie. Of I have no idea. I I, I always thought huge, like they're a huge crow. Having a crow for a pet would be kind of cool. Magpie. Like, like pie. P i e. I what? don't know. I just said that. It's probably way magpie off. bird right there. Oh, it's a duck. No, they have white on them. No, just type in really big bird in Canada that looks like a crow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, type that in exactly. Really big bird. <laughs> In, in Canada. Canada, looks like a crow. That looks like a crow. I don't it know. Looks we're, like we're doing, we're doing like a crow. <laughs> oh, it's a Canadian goose. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh my God, we had how to tell a, a raven. raven from a crow. It's, probably, it's it called a, a raven. Could be a raven. That's the biggest field animal. guide. What's that? Uh, Eastern in U.S. Raven, crow, or a grackle? What's a grackle? See, I wasn't far off. Magpie, grackle. That's close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Back to bears. I have no idea where magpie came from. Either way, what the deal is, you're sitting in a tree and you're watching these bears play around, and all of a sudden, these huge see could be some pretty big pictures. Yeah, there. Dude, that's a monster. Dude, look at that's that neck raven. on that. That's thing. like a seven and eight. Yeah, that's like an eight foot wingspread. There's there. a random picture of a tire. <laughs> We're Google imaging, and there's a tire. Do you see that? Well, <laughs> are you sure you didn't see a tire with wings? A good no, year flying. Well, you were talking about um, 
like all the stuff you get to see there. Austin, you were showing us footage of a black bear chewing on a ratchet strap on your yeah, tree stand. The ladder trying to was take you down sucked up to the tree with the ratchet strap, and the bear thought it'd be funny to lay right under the tree and play tug of war with the ratchet strap. So he was rocking the stand pretty good. It was kind of fun and then after a while it's like all right you need to stop or i'm gonna start getting sick <laughs> yeah you're not gonna drop a pine did you drop a pine cone or something on them like i should have yeah, it was cool though because the footage is like really up close and you can see the bear his eyes blinking yeah, and his like, teeth and his gums it looked so like he cool. was looking at you and he's like i don't care i honestly think they could see us at times like they'd oh, look yeah. right up at us and then just go about their business i just i don't know if the the young ones could see us, and they just didn't care. Yeah, like, what just, are you going to do? They were there for the food. Makes you wonder after, you know, if a bear gets to be 15, 20, after seeing hunters, like, you know, if it wasn't a big bear or mature bear uh, that a hunter would want to shoot up until 15 years, and it sees you season after season, is it just like, oh, they're no, they're no harm. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you think it'd eventually get to that after 15 years of repetitive season? But Yeah, oh, I would say possibly, especially around... Uh, I mean, they also civilization, don't, especially yeah, like around right. town or any of that, but just like anything, they, the coyotes yeah, get more docile. Yeah, it's the same. I got a, I got a stupid question. Do any of these outfitters tell you not to bring certain food items like with you in your pack, like no star crunches or nutter butters or anything? No, these I, these bears haven't seen people. Most of them, when you're when you're with uh, yeah, when you're with Jason at his camps, mm-hmm. I mean they. He doesn't overhunt these camps. They're very low you, pressure. If you get in, yeah, if you get in on on a hunt with Jason, it's he's not running thirty hunters through. No, I mean, sure, it's, it's very speci- I mean, very tight on how many. You're he- parking yeah. the car and you're going an hour and twenty minutes on a four wheeler, and then once you get in camp, then you're going another forty five minutes on right. a four wheeler back into the bay. I mean, it's pretty remote. And these right. bears are not far out of hibernation, and he's he shows up two weeks ahead of time. And stays at the camp, and slips out, and and starts. You'd starts be the first the person on that bait or on that set. Yeah. For the whole oh, okay. Season. So it's not like there's just smelling sweet we stuff. Beat, and going we don't into beat it. trash okay. cans when we show up to the to, <laughs> before okay. we climb the stand. So it's, <laughs> ringing a triangle. Ding, ding, yeah, ding, ring the triangle. Dinner, dinner time. <laughs> no, it's awesome though. I mean, I so, want to. I want to do it for sure. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I so had plans to actually this year, but it's. Life, life it's happens. Life. Yep, we. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this trip, but I'm still a little, I'm a little nervous about it. I know it's going to be an awesome trip. It's, I mean, right. I trust Jason a lot. I mean, he puts you on the big bears, so it's, it's going to be fun killing them right on the ground, ten yards. Yeah, it's right. going to be, be a good way to kick off the season because well, it's a heck of an adrenaline rush you know. too. Right? Well, the cool thing is, like, Austin, it's not even deer season yet, and your year's already successful, you know? Yeah, already tagged out. Got to decap a turkey for the first time. Solo filmed a decap hunt with, That's awesome. with my bow, and that was awesome. And then got to do the bear hunt. So, yeah, I've already got already got two nice hunts in this year. It's been a good year. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you only got hunt. that turkey because you were solo hunting, right? I hear when you bearing a someone with you yeah turkeys don't we, you know we die. had a heck of a turkey season Whoa. man it was a struggle <laughs> i don't know if anybody else struggled in turkey season but we're we were driving our heads in a concrete wall just can't we just couldn't get the birds to commit they're and one way or the other it seems like turkeys are either slam dunk or they make yeah. you yeah, fight that's it out the deal. i yeah. pride myself on being a decent turkey hunter i usually shoot two or three birds every year mm-hmm. and we had so many birds come in to 30, 40 yards that we could have shot with a gun and just hang up and look at that decoy and would not come in and come in and give us that head shot. It was, it was tough. I can imagine, especially when you're only aiming yeah. for the head with a bow with those decaps. We're yeah. trying hard. Yeah. We got to, you know, and it, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. all about shooting them body shot, you know, um, shoot a Raptor trick and, and take them at 30, 40 yards. That's, I, I, you know that's a tough shot mm-hmm. uh, on a turkeys are hard to sure. kill man with a bow it's but, tough but man i like that five yard head up focus on decoys and take their heads off that's right. that's what's i mean that's a blast but dang that's it getting a bird to commit once they commit like you said slam dunk that's right. that's what it's if you can get one to do that it's game on that's what i want to sure do every, next spring i want to i want to decap one I, yep. I want to bad clark and, and matt were talking about them on yep. their podcast and, oh yeah and i'm just like man I didn't realize you can practice with them by shooting at a big sheet. 
Is what yeah, or I Clark thought he used a pillow. pillow uh, yeah, a pillow. Was that a big pillow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For $2.34 at Walmart, you can get a nice white pillow, and I take a uh, a Sharpie and just draw a turkey face on it. <laughs> Old Boss Gobbler right there. Just oh, yeah. Super detailed, on. by the way. It is, too. Like, he puts all the dots. The, got the, the snod uh, hanging off. I got <laughs> yeah, the, the snood. I I snod. snod. You call it snod. Snod. I thought it was called That's a snood. I put, I put, I think at six or seven hairs coming off the top of his head. Yeah, there you go. And six or seven good. Six good. or seven, yeah, definitely. Right. And you put, you got to put like two or three wrinkles in the red jiggly thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> red jiggly <laughs> thing. <laughs> that actually is the scientific term for the red jiggly thing, you know what? I think weird. You thought they would have given him a Latin name or something, but. <laughs> nope, red, red jiggly. That's what's nice about those decaps, though. You throw in that big old. What is it? Two hundred grain head, Adam. Yep. About three inches wide, so you can be off Four. one side or the other. Four inch, two hundred grain. Still slice them. So you'd be, if you shoot like Steve, you'd be right in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, dead yeah. center. I'm not a precision shooter by any means, but it worked. Right. It worked for me. That's right. my favorite thing. If, if not, just to switch off real quick, um, shooting 3D with some guys. I get a few guys together, start shooting a 3D course, mm-hmm. and they hit them like in the guts, basically, <laughs> and. They're like, well, with the angle of that arrow, yeah, and with yeah. a 16-inch uh, rage, he'd have been dead. 16-inch <laughs> rage. I haven't oh, shot 3D yet, story. man, this year. I haven't been able to. It bums me out. No 3D yet? I haven't me been neither. Yet. Suck. I shoot in my backyard once in a while. I, I've been. I've just had too many things going on. Well, technically, we did our working-class bow hunter shoot. You, you weren't there, but... It was a. Uh, it was technically a hit. <laughs> three. Yeah, you shoot. or you weren't there. Neither one of us were. Hey, Kurt, do you, do you want to talk about the? You guys can sit out this. Uh, Kurt, let's talk about how great that shoot was. Clark um, was there. What's that? Clark showed up. Clark showed up. He didn't uh, shoot, but he stepped in. It was probably hello. the greatest time of my life. Everybody that was there is the greatest person I've ever met. If you weren't there, I, I just hate your guts. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. I didn't see you guys there. Anyway, continue. No, but technically that counts as a 3D shoot, but it's the yeah. best practice, you yeah. know, for what we do. But it's. Uh, I love 3D shoots. I'd man. much rather be in the 12 or the 10 rings and say, well, if I shot here and the angle and a yeah. broadhead and. Yeah, know. I mean, I've just. Yeah, that's. It's funny to listen to some guys say, you know what, though? I, I like that 10, 12 ring too, but. I've killed them. I've killed them way back too. So you, you know, just, yeah. I mean, I we all have. Yeah, you know, it'd be hilarious if someone like went to a three D shoot but only took like decap broadheads, the solids, <laughs> and just shot the whole three D shoot. You'd Especially have, if they're the first one, dude. You might, can you imagine the heat being brought on them, <laughs> tearing up the whole targets, man. Well, this done it for the working class bow and our Ross shook his head. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> What do you what do you think about that idea? Is that stupid I, or do you think you would laugh? Just tear into him right now, will you? Ross? I can tell you, that's that's pretty dumb. I, it is I pretty dumb. Never, <laughs> I can. I can. That's also why I asked. Could you imagine? I can also tell you with that pillow idea that I was talking about, shooting that turkey face on the on the pillow. Yeah, sighting in these decaps. So I set it out and prop it up ahead of a block target, uh-huh. shooting through the pillow, wedges in three inches inside that block target. Really, it's. it's everything you can do to pull that decap out of that block target you can imagine you're basically done a lot of surface area so if you're shooting 3d targets deer antelope mule deer whatever and you go blasting one of those in there you might as well unscrew your arrow and leave it and and don't tell your buddy when you walk back (laughs) that there's a decap in that target (laughs) so what is the best way to sight them in without having to overwork yourself I mean, you can get the uh, pillow. So like this like is a broadhead for you. Austin and I both sit down, and I know Clark and Matt do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sit down on your on where you're going to be sitting in that ground blind. If you're going to sit on a tripod, let's sit on a tripod. So we sit down on that, and and then, um, uh, basically we have our little stool, and we slide in at like ten yards, ten to fifteen. That's usually where we set the decoys, about ten yards. All right. So sit down. And and just like you're in the blind, shoot at it. I I figured out that <laughs> I took so I took two five foot pieces of uh, half inch EMT conduit, and I hammered out the ends and I hung them, bolted them to the top of a block target. All right. Um, stretched them out, hung the pillow off of those two, drew my turkey face on there. So the pillow is actually swinging. 
Which is similar to what yeah, Mark's yeah, telling yeah. you, you know, with yeah. a sheet. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing. But I put that pillow out there so that it could swing. Um, and actually, with that idea, it hit the pillow. That pillow absorbed the whole thing. It was able to swing. And it just and, and I actually had to lay a pillow down on the ground because I was shooting uh, into that pillow, and it was dropping the arrow right on the ground. So I wanted to give it a soft landing. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, uh, that pillow does a good job of soaking it up. That's okay. how I sight in. And it's crazy because uh, you can shoot. I shoot a full length arrow with a decap on, um, so it gets out in front of your. Yeah, right. that's right. I think Ross was saying that, or uh, Clark was Clark saying was that. Clark was saying that. Yeah. So I, I shoot uh, four four inch feathers, full length victory arrow, and a two hundred inch decap on the end <laughs> with a sixty with a sixty grain stainless insert. That means business. So two hundred yeah. two hundred sixty grains on the nose, basically. But when you uh, what we figured out, Austin and I have is uh, you can't shoot seventy pounds with a full-length arrow and 260 on the nose. That arrow just about comes unglued. <laughs> it's just so you got to back your poundage. So we went from 70 back it down to 55-ish, somewhere in 55 range, and they fly true nice and smooth. When it goes off, it sounds like a 747 taking off. But <laughs> really? It's uh, well, when it hits them, it's done deal. I'll take Sam's uh, Elite Spirit out there you go. for that. That's perfect. Yeah. Can you confirm, Austin? Oh, yeah. The old lady says, sounds like I'm shooting a gun out in the backyard when I'm practicing. It makes a heck of a wop. That's awesome. <laughs> Thing slices the air, man. Good Lord. Well, Steve, you've amazed me with uh, the 3D target thing. I just It's so funny. Every time that Ross is here, and, and now Austin, too, is like on the left side of the table, the podcast table here, you the have left. just, ex, ex, what I say? On the left side? Yeah, what? left side. Is just nothing but experience and knowledge and just studly bow hunters that can have an intelligent conversation about anything archery or bow hunting, and it's just a beautiful thing. And thank you for coming. And then on the right, oh yeah, you got Steve. There's Steve here, and uh, oh boy, capable of high intelligence. Yet he, uh, I don't know where you burned it all up, professional wrestling in your high school days, <laughs> but you really you could have a degree in something. Really good. I and, appreciate, uh, but that, you did not channel no. that intelligence anywhere else, but just pointless knowledge, which is great for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, um, t- to hold a conversation with uh, <laughs> some very intelligent bow hunters on the left side of the table, though it's uh, an interesting dynamic sitting here on the end, and uh, it's been, it's quite enjoyable. It is a great honor that you believe that I was capable of high intelligence. Like you, you've known no, me for a while. No, you for sure like, were capable. But you're like, dude, you could have been something. Not just you're stupider than no. But no. I'm, I'm you're not glad a dumb that, person. You just right. You just don't think about things before you say them, which is great. Um, it's very entertaining, and it's fu- even funnier watching Ross's just. Facial expressions to shit you say, and then, it's, and then it's watching the chain reaction, like the wave of it hitting Austin, Austin in the background up over there, because he kind of <laughs> does the same shit. Because I've been so it's you guys. Um, Ross is on my left, and Steve's right across from Ross, and then Austin's down at the end of the studio table, but we're kind of like in front of each other. So when you say something dumb, Steve, Ross reacts, and then Austin looks at me, and we're giving each other the same look, like. Well, I've, we I've done I've done just enough podcasts with you guys to just know enough. to know when to shut Steve O down. Yes. Oh yeah, and there, so I let him talk for just a little bit. It only took one. And episode I can shake for my head, and that's kind of like my warning shot. Like shut her down, buddy. Dude, Ross <laughs> has figured it out. Like nobody else has. Oh if, yeah. If you ever want to come on the podcast, uh, go to Working Class Boner uh, and then find our email. Email us. But listen to every Ross episode, and you will know. Yeah. Well, the last time Take note. you were in the studio, well, it'd be two podcasts ago when you were on. Yep. Steve was sick and didn't say a lick like the the whole almost the whole time, and we had a great conversation. Oh, I, I think I even talked about that in the beginning. You said he was sick, and then we weren't <laughs> going to hear much out of Steve. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is great. He literally, yeah, right. sat we can there. actually have a conversation. Yeah, that was the greatest episode I've ever been on. Probably because Steve <laughs> shut his mouth the whole time. Oh, <laughs> it was a good time. We had fun. You're but, just yeah. easy to pick on, Steve. But for good we hit, reason, we hit on a lot of key points on that episode. That was good. It was it was a great episode, man. I was I was glad to be part of it. Like I'm glad to be a part of every episode that you are on. And Austin, I'm I'm really glad I got to meet you. 
again, guys, don't think that I'm just being a jackass all the time. Like, I really enjoy the time that I get with hearing what you guys got to bring to the table because it's awesome. You know, I absorb it. Sometimes I just say dumb shit because I'm like, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I bet I better make my presence known. So, you know, but well, it's, it, good to, it's good to have that dynamic too. Big. Oh, yeah. Sure, a lot of the listeners are people that and it, haven't and it's, hunted before. And, mm-hmm. and it's fun. You know, they, we're just is, having fun. They probably Hell have yeah. a lot of the same questions that are kind it's of the camaraderie, man. It uh, is uh, fun. Okay. So, like, you know, if there's anything that I say it's off the wall, it's just, you know, when I'm in the presence of guys like you, dude, it is what it is. You know, you guys. Put the hammer down on some incredible critters. And it's awesome, man. So I got to make my presence known by being like, oh, I could see something funny occasionally. You know, it's nothing like oh, it's all good fun. 25-year-old deer or uh, bear. You know what I mean? It is what it is. <laughs> One thing we need to do is really channel into your guys' intelligence coming mm-hmm. up. I know we talked about doing the roundtable um, yeah. with all you boys and, and channeling in um, at least four times a year talking about what's going on and I think the first of the four of the year is not far, probably in the next month or two. Okay. And so we'll have to do the roundtable podcast. We're just yep. going to channel into what you guys know and your tele- intelligence, what's going on at this moment in time and different strategies to basically make different little strategies that add up to the strategy building, that building matters. Building up to the deer season coming. Yep. That's, yeah. We got food plots to put in, cameras to run, pruning deer stands yep there's there's a lot of things about to happen we'll dig into all that summer's gonna go fast too fast especially when you work your tail off and we were on our way up here tonight and austin said i already ordered all my seed it should be here in the next couple of days i'm like holy smokes i haven't done that yet no it's yeah there's there's a lot of prepping so i don't even have a spot to put in a food plot this year i'm just uh corn yeah (laughs) that's that's good so i'd be like the corn husker uh Mercer County, if it was me, that a boy. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just go grab all these, knock some, <laughs> knock some corn down. Dude, uh, if you guys ever meet Ross, and this is this is for any listener, if you ever get the chance to, Ross means business. And if you ever try to tell Ross your dreams, he's already been there, done that, and he'll let you know. Like, oh, this is how I'd go after my dreams. And if you ever get like, ah, how do you know that? Yeah, because I've done it. I just wanted to give you that shout out because I remember me and you had a conversation once and I was like, this dude changed my life. And that's probably why you're so successful in in the woods hunting deer because, you know, a lot of people will have an idea of what they want to do, but you'll go out there and do it and you'll do everything you can to accomplish that. Hell, I appreciate that, man. I, But I'll say for both Austin and I, we... Uh, eat breathe and sleep this stuff so Mm -hmm. we we sit there and grind out what avenue have we not gone down to make this happen what's this deer doing how can i figure him out that's that's the game Mm -hmm. it's a game we play so i i and i me and austin both like and i think a lot of guys out there can compare you you want to figure that deer out and i don't care I don't care if he's the biggest deer of your life or it's uh, an old bruiser. It doesn't matter. That I want to outsmart that deer. I want to figure him out. Yeah. What's he been doing? Because I haven't seen him in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Where's he at? So, it's that curiosity gets you too. It's it does. Just, and it, it, it drives it eats you. At you. It drives you. And and we're all we're all working guys, and we don't have time to be in the woods all day long which every sucks. day <laughs> which sucks that's what you want but it makes it yep. that much better it does. when you get a lead on a deer and you can figure it out or you've come up with a, a, a solution on where this deer has been spending his time mm-hmm. get in there and get him shot that's for sure and it all comes together so yeah it's it's well, I don't know. what i'm hoping for is when we do these uh we'll have to think of a name for these quarterly episodes we're going to do i don't well for now we'll just call them the round table but what i'm hoping for is when we check in for the first one, we're starting to get trail cams, and we can kind of maybe, maybe co- cover some names of these deers for the sake of our listeners, and maybe see if there's a timeline that plays out. And if we have to do more episodes in between, then we we will. But it'd be cool to each of us get a deer that we're like we want to target this deer, and right. be, be cool to see like oh he stuck around or he disappeared, and he's doing mm-hmm. this, and 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 we can map out those episodes over the year and and compare those for it. You know, if eight episodes in two years, it'd be easy to kind of map back and. 
see where yeah. things have gone and, yeah. and go over from there. I think it'd be a really, really cool thing for our listeners. I think I could learn a lot and, uh, it really probably help us all channel focus on different things. Take notes for the episode. That way you're also hunting them, taking notes for your hunt for the episode too. You can cover what you know, unless you don't want to really give away <laughs> the deer you're trying to kill. But yeah, um, depends on where you're hunting. Otherwise, you know, it's time to put up or shut up. You know, you know, that's going to put some good pressure on me and Eric. You know, it's like, Hey, look, I got a good deer on camera. Uh, you know, he's at this property. I've been seeing him here. So it's time for me to get the job done. And you want to show up to that next episode. Like, guess what boys got done or see, that'd be cool. Know. Or, you know, the strategies there too, no matter even yeah. if you, if you don't have a deer, you're, you're pegging and, down. And even when the strategy's there, you still have failure. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not coming together. Then the pressure starts building mm-hmm. and then the neighbor shoots that deer and now you got to back it up. Yeah. So there are so many. So many dynamics, man, and, and, and maybe you end up killing that deer. You never. I've been on both ends of it, and it it can. It's heart wrenching. I mean, it wears you out, but it's it's so much fun. I mean, when oh it, yeah, and and it. I don't know. I like to think that as a whole, deer hunting helps build me into what I am. Uh, as it gives far you as a character, person, man. Gives you character. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. So it it really does because... I don't think I'd be the same person man if I didn't grow up deer hunting I don't know what I hopefully I'd be sane but yeah I don't think I'd have I've, there's always been one thing you have to I feel like everyone should have a um a passion yep. and if you're not inspired or have a passion to do something it's I don't know what I'd do yeah I'd probably be in jail <laughs> yeah uh, I'll honestly what, I mean I'll tell I don't you what, know you know I I wouldn't be the same person I was now if I didn't meet deer hunters um, cause that's one thing we always overlook, you know, we, we talk about, yeah, obviously going after a deer, that's one thing that's the, on the individual, but you know, you get to meet some people who, uh, who really, uh, really inspire you to do better things. And these guys hunt deer, but it's just like, you know, dude, I've met, we've made so many friends from just, yeah, hunt, we wouldn't know each other, Ross and, and Austin, if it wasn't for hunting at right. all, that's yeah, right. it makes you really hungry for, uh, for a lot of other things. So. You know, when you meet, when you can meet great deer hunters and then become a great deer hunter, you know, it really helps you to become a better person. And then you pass that on to, you know, your children and stuff. It's just, it's good, man. Killing deer is good. Damn right. For everybody. Yep. I think that's a good way to close. That's right. Thanks for coming again, boys. You got anything to add, Ross? <sighs> no. We've touched on everything as far as I know. Austin? Well, thanks, Not fellas. One single thing. Nothing. Pretty quiet. All right. I hope right at this moment, because we're in podcast land right now, Ross, yep. you're putting an arrow through a bear on the Man, ground. Man, I hope so. At six and a half yards. We'll follow Mark this, it. Follow Mark. this up with a couple of hero shots. Let's hope so. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.